Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to be actually joined with a guest. We've got Serena Smith. Now, Serena is all over Instagram. Um, I do my daily hashtags in the mortgage broker world to find out what is going on. And um, I see Serena every single day. So I ended up realizing I was commenting on a lot of her posts. And um, I actually am bringing her on the show because I actually messaged her direct just to say I really liked her content. And I got an awesome response. There was an auto response that spoke all about fees, all about like the way that she communicates with clients. And it was so controversially refreshing that I had to bring her on the show to talk about it because I think that you're all going to benefit from this. I know that some of you listening to this probably won't like this. You're probably going to say this isn't going to work. I can tell you right now, it definitely does. Um, and so I'm super excited to bring her on. So let's run the intro and get her on the show. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's dive straight into it. Hello, 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 Serena. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Ash. I'm so excited to dive just straight into this. Um, so I just want to go straight into the topic. People can check you out on your mortgage websites and stuff like that. But for, for brokers here, the first question I want to ask you is, can you just please explain your fee structure to, to, to me and to the listeners here so that we can understand a little bit about why I think it's so in, interesting? So I have a set fee that I charge all my clients of 495 and that is broken down into three segments. So I charge £50 for a fact find. Generally speaking, I give the client 40 minutes, but I will always block out 90. So if there's extra questions, we just get chatting because sometimes they're near to me. Sometimes there's something that we, you know, build rapport on and we just run over. So naturally, I want to give them that time. And then I charge um, my dip and research. So obviously the research that I'm doing to get that successful dip and charge £222.50 for that. As and when they're ready for me to submit the full mortgage application, before I submit that full mortgage application, I receive that last £222.50. So the £50 for a fact find is charged up front before they book that in using Calendly. And the reason I do that is because, yes, controversially, I probably should have, that should be my middle name, in fact, Ash, because that is me to a T. And I am owning that nowadays because I'm sick and tired of trying to fit the mold and trying to be exactly what everybody wants because I'm me and that's that's what people love me for. That's what my feedback says on Google that I'm clear and honest and upfront from the get-go. So the £50 pays for my time. You wouldn't go for a massage, um, any sort of beauty treatment, anything that you're taking someone's time but is a service-based industry over and, and not pay for it, essentially. So you're paying for my expertise, my knowledge, um, my time in the industry. You can pick my brains for as long as you want within that 90 minutes. And I'm also gaining that information that I need to be able to complete my research to get a dip. I then won't proceed and do the research and the dip until I've had that £222.50. Because again, you're asking me to use my time, use my resources, um, look on sourcing systems, go to a lender. I need to be paid upfront for that time. Again, you wouldn't go into Tesco's and buy items and then two weeks later try and return them. It's the same thing. Just because there isn't a product at the end of it doesn't mean that you've not asked for my product. I am the product. My head, my brain is the product. So you're paying for that and that time that it takes for me to give you that. And again, I won't submit the full mortgage application until I've done that area as well. 
until I've got that payment. So for me, um, I'm always paid for the work I've done. If, for example, a client has, uh, we do a fact find and I give them some homework, as I call it, um, you need to go away, you need to clean up your bank statements, you know, these random bets aren't going to look great, you know, clear that up. You need to make sure that, um, you know, your overtime is regular, it's not sporadic. All the little bits that I will tell them to do, um, they might not come back to me to get the different research done for another six months. It could be that it takes them. I've had clients that it's taken two years to find the right property to have an offer accepted. So I'm always paid along the journey rather than, oh, on offer, maybe I'll get paid. It's very difficult to get paid also once something's been done. You want to be paid along the journey so that you are being remunerated for the work that you're doing. I wouldn't go and work in an office doing any other random job and then get paid six months in arrears. I want to be paid when I've done the job. Fair enough, it might be in a month, but for me, I'm always paid up front. And it also prompts me. It's part of my process, part of my journey that I've done X, Y, Z for the client. This is now what's due. So for me, when I started charging the £50 for the fat band, because generally speaking in our industry, we don't do that. It's just part of the service. And, it, and it's just forced down you from, because we all learn from someone. Uh, and my experience was working for a DA company and it was, you know, free and without obligation. And, da, 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 and I was like, but why? I was like, why would I do it? What else do I get that's free and without obligation? Like, it's a really old term. I've, I've never heard it. I'm 35. Um, and I started in, well, as a broker in 2018. It's not what the lenders say when they speak to their clients. Granted, they don't charge for it. But you've asked me to be available for you. You've asked for my knowledge. Why would I not charge for it? It just didn't make any sense. So as you say, heavily on social media and doing some market research over the Christmas period, because although I don't work over Christmas, I'm literally on my social media even more because I've got the time to be. And I just said, like, I've gone self-employed, you know, like I'm in my first six months and I've worked out that in the first three months, um, I have given two full weeks of time away for free. These people might not come back to me because also they don't see it as something that's worthwhile because it's free. Anything that's free isn't worth having. People want to pay for stuff for it to have a tangible benefit to them. I was like, would people be willing to pay for this time? And everyone's like, what, you don't charge for this? They were shocked. And out of, I think I had 198 people that voted on the poll and one person said they wouldn't pay. And I was like, well, screw you. I'm not bothered about you. I don't want you as a client anyway. I'll have the other 197. So for me, it made all the difference. Started charging and immediately my um, cash flow, my existence, my living, my being able to be available for clients changed overnight, literally overnight. My income just changed and I've had no objections to it, not any single one. Everybody's absolutely fine with the structure as it works. And they thank me for it because for some people, it also spreads the cost. I know myself when I bought my house in 2011 and I had hemorrhaged all the money out with the deposit, with this, with that, with the other, with the solicitor. And then my mortgage broker came to me and was like, so you need to give me £395. I was literally like, what the fuck? Like, where am I supposed to get 400 quid from right now? Like, I can't even afford to buy tea and coffee for my new house and you want 400 quid, for real? So for me, I'm finding that also that's a massive difference to the clients. Because so, they're coming on, to me off and going, do I owe you any money, Serena? I'm like, oh, no, you paid me ages ago. You started. 
so that's there's a couple of things I want to jump into there. So I I love this fee breakdown for what you for all the reasons. That's why I was I was like let you keep ram going on because this is good <laughs> in a good way because I was like you're 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 going you're answering a lot of questions I would have had for you, which is so good. The reason why I love the way you've done it is because it's actually the rate. It's not you're not charging. I mean, I think people can charge what they want, but you're not charging more than the average rate. You're actually charging pretty standard to what most people, most brokers would charge. Mm-hmm. What I, why I really loved it. So I used to charge for um, at research and dip, and yeah. then at full app. So that was why I was so like, wow. When I saw you, I thought I've not met anybody else who's done that. But yours was even with a fat find. I thought, well, that's even more ballsy. But one thing I love about yours is, I, and I'd love to know with yourself how that's if that if you find this is the case. I can imagine this would overcome more fee objections than someone yeah. saying you've done all that work and now you want 500 pounds mm-hmm. instead of going, you clearly say, this is what you're paying for. I think that from my understanding of behavioral psychology, people don't mind paying. They want to know what they're paying for. And that yeah. often comes the question if they go, well, what am I, why am I paying you a fee when the other person do, does that? The mm-hmm. thing I loved with yours, I was like, this is super clear. This is a, yeah. this is effectively an invoice. You're effectively giving me an invoice yeah. broken down of going, and, and a payment plan. Yeah. Like, has that, have you noticed that people have been more receptive to that than if, than 500 pound on, I mean, I, I, like, yeah. So I've never charged on offer. Um, when I first joined the DA firm that I went to after leaving, um, working for a lender, um, they charged on offer and I was like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I was like, we've like our journey's kind of finished. Like I hold all my clients hands till mm. Don't get me wrong, but they're now working with the solicitor. They don't want me now pecking their head asking for money. They just want to move on to the next part of the journey and get to completion. Let's face it, that's all they're bothered about. Yeah. Um, obviously, different BERT remails, etc. But generally speaking, my clients are first-time buyers um, and and it's purchase, obviously. So I would say I have had zero um, ob- ob- objection to it. Um, also it does help that if say for example the client changes their mind they pull out of the purchase they don't ask for the money back because they know you've done the job that you've been paid for what you've done and again you wouldn't you wouldn't go back to tesco six months after buying some ham and be like um i actually didn't use this and now i've changed my mind can i have the money back you just wouldn't do it so it's exactly the same and if anybody does have the cheek to ask you for that money back you're like, well, the lender's done the val. They've got their product fee. They've like, they might refund you the product fee at this stage, but they're not going to refund you for the val, and they're not going to refund you for anything else that they may have done. So it's just a no. So you've completed that piece of work. Therefore, there's yeah, it's just I've never had any objections to it. To be honest with you, I don't think you would. That's what because like, my understanding of behavioral psychology. That's why I was like, this is really good. What I found is, and I say this to to, to many clients and brokers when I speak to them is you your job as advisors and any, is you want to create the the you know when you go bowling it's like the guardrails that go up if you say from the outset this is what we're going to do they'll bounce around in your within your framework yeah. but if you say we don't charge any fee or we don't do this then you're you're effectively dancing to the beat of their drum and i yeah. think that what i love with yours i was say blown away was I don't think it's ballsy. I say it's ballsy and you say, but, but it's, I actually think it should be industry standard. If I'm yeah. honest with you, that's what I love yeah. about it, which, which leads me on to, and I wanted to talk about the other thing, which was like, cause there's so much stuff in this that made me go like, you'd be the broker I would use. 
but you say here on your on your um your like auto response I'm, I'm unable to make or take calls without prior agree arrangement i communicate to all my clients via email outside of appointments slots strictly and it says here um strictly advanced warning as well i'm on annual leave um and at this time i'm 100% ava- unavailable and you give the times what made you do that because that's a very different like what's your cuz that's i speak to semi advisors who are like I'm on the phone all the time and I'll talk all the time and I'll call. And I myself, for example, one of my clients, Notorious, knows unless you are a paying client, you don't have my mobile number. No yeah. one has my number. And I don't take phone calls from anyone, anybody apart from my wife and my mum and dad. That's like yeah. a bat phone. So again, another thing, when I got that from you, I was like, this is really interesting because I've not seen the amount of advice I see who are like, I'll call you on Sunday in the middle of the week. And it doesn't matter, whatever. Like, so, um, Where's your thought process so behind that? It's been, this is sort of like a living auto reply as well, is what I would say about it. So it's evolved. It's, mm. it's developed over time from there wasn't one to there was one, um, and it gave a bit of information. Then it was, I probably felt it was a bit too much. So I pulled it back and, you know, I could just amended it over time. But for me, my work phone literally stays on do not disturb the whole time, always. Um, because the number of different, like now if I was to get a phone call, it's going to distract me. I'm going to think, oh God, no, now, now I need to ring that client back. And at the amount of times I've played ping pong with a client, going back and forth, they miss me, I miss me, them. It's just annoying, let's face it. Like, let's not try and sugarcoat it. It is annoying. You're literally like, well, what do I do next? Like, when are they available? So it was just to cover that off. The main reason as well is, if someone wants to get you on the phone, um, I liken it to uh, On the Fools and Horses. Uncle Albert, when he's trying to tell a story, and you're literally going, <laughs> right, yeah, okay, that's cool, yeah, yeah. So, so basically what you're saying to me is, we've got the offer, you need to buy a new car, do you get it now? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right, we've been on the phone for 10 freaking minutes. Could you not have just asked that? So for me, I find that if someone's got to make the effort to put it into words, to i.e. type it, they're always going to do the shortest version possible. Yeah. It also means I've got the audit trail. There's black and white evidence of what I've said, what they've said. So there's no he said, she said, because let's face it, we've all been there where a client goes, oh, well, I thought you said. And you're like, no, 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 that's not what I said. You heard 20% of what I said. So And it's here in black and white. Uh, so those were the reasons that I just said, and it's honest, it's, it's saying like, I've got different generations of clients as well. Some prefer phone, some would be terrified. If they saw me ringing, they'd literally message me to say, you rang, what What did you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, was, anybody uh, under the age of like 25, exactly. even 30 really. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm like that. Like, surely my voicemail, just- my voicemail says, thank you so much for calling me. I do not take phone calls and I yeah. will not listen to this voicemail. So please send me a message exactly. that is literally what my voicemail i don't listen to any of them they've got yeah, like you know it's like you've got 99 voicemails i'm like well, i don't really care you've listened yeah. to the voicemail it tells you yeah. i don't pick up phone calls so exactly. it's interesting well, i allow my that. clients to email me on whatsapp so i've got business whatsapp they can contact me on there i switch my phone off when i'm not in business hours mm-hmm. so they know it's not sent um and i feel like it just gives them if there's clarity you're going to play within the rules aren't you yeah. Like you cannot, and I always say Topshop because I used to work at Topshop, is you can't contact these businesses outside of their office hours. 
their office hours are their office hours. So just because it's little old me with a one-man band doesn't mean it's okay to contact me at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. Yes, as my client, I value and I'm grateful that you chose me, but I actually don't care on a Saturday night at 11 o'clock at night because my brain is not in work mode. It's not that I'm a horrible person. I am kind. I'm, I'm you know, there for my clients. But at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, I can't care because there's only so much of me. So it's giving clarity, it's giving them the rules. Like you say, it's giving them the, the lane to, to work in. And my holiday dates, I could tell you what I'm off up until next Christmas, as in like next year, not this yeah. year, next year. So there's clarity on that. Again, if, for example, someone emails me and they ask, um, we need to remortgage, we've got like a month, they can see, well, actually, Serena's not going to be the person for us because she's off next week. So I'm giving them that straight. I'm not messing them about. I'm just being honest with them that it, I'm not going to cancel my holiday for you and I'm definitely not going to work on my holiday because I do so much already. Uh, and when I'm not working, I'm probably on my social media, helping and asking questions and answering them and et cetera. So for me, I'm just giving clarity. So if anybody is listening to this or watching it and doubting themselves and thinking, that seems really strict. The Brits love strict. We love working to rules. Like, did you see the queue for the Queen's funeral uh, and the coffin? We like to follow rules. If there aren't rules, we don't know how to work in that. That's when people get anxious. Whereas, because mine's clear, how much I charge, what my business hours are, when I charge it, when I'm away, it's it's just, there's no room for guessing. People don't want to guess either. They want you to be black and white. And sometimes you'll get clients that are like, Oh, like I just need a bit more help. Right, well, what do you need help with? Tell me. Because I can do that, but bear in mind that you're going to get even less from your solicitor. They're going to give you a one-word sentence. Yeah. So I think it's really important. Like I was speaking to one of my clients the other day. She was like, oh, God, I wish my solicitor would just pick up the phone. All they'll do is email. And I was like, they're emailing because they need an audit trail. They're emailing because if you get on the phone to them, you're going to take three weeks to explain to them one sentence it's making it easier and she was like I hadn't thought about it that way I was like plus you you then go into their chain like I answer things in order I don't answer it just because you know there's something exciting in that email I think the clarity aspect for me has made my life much better as well like I'm not thinking oh my god what if I've not replied like it also now says very clearly I will respond within 24 hours because I was putting so much pressure on myself at the beginning to be available 24-7 and reply within 20 minutes. And I, yeah. it's also giving me rules. I work now to my rules. That, though, I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I've, I've had to do it myself, and that's changed. Like, I I was I went and worked with a, a, a mentor recently, and, and I was a busy fool. What happened with me, I got sick. And then when I got sick, it turned out that I carried on earning the same amount of money, in fact, more, but worked. 15% of the time compared to what I was before and that was because of exactly what you said there when the when life put rules in yeah unintentionally I was I was like well why have I been doing this and that was yeah. really interesting when you look at what you talk about here I love I couldn't agree with what you say more my best I think, month when I had COVID yeah. my best yeah. month ever is when I had COVID yeah efficient you, you, yeah. you work efficient like I don't know about you like this how many times like I love with this um like the, the thing of, and I say this to my clients as well, a lot of the time with brokers, if you respond to that WhatsApp instantly, you are, don't get annoyed when that person gets annoyed at you for, for not responding in 20 minutes, because you are training them that that's exactly how you respond. 
and I love with the work, like everything you've done here. I just think that many people are scared of doing it, which is is crazy. Well, yeah. I was scared. Yeah. I yeah. was scared. Like I say, this didn't exist, and it's evolved, and it's got clearer and blunter and more black and white. But that's because it needs to be clear. If you don't have an auto response on, don't be surprised. Like my the first sentence in mine is. Um, where's the effect of this just to let you know I've got this. So many people will email you again and then WhatsApp you to say I've emailed you because they're like, I don't know if you've got it. Yeah. Like this just sets their mind at rest. And yes, they get it every time they email me and it does say what's for new new inquiries, etc. But I've also got a shortened down version in my uh, on my social media. So from the get-go, everybody knows what they're working with. I also have a start here on my highlights on my Instagram that explains the journey, explains what I do, how I can work with them, the fact that I only deal with first charges. Get clear is the best thing I can say because as we were saying before, Ash, 99% of my clients come from Instagram. The other 1% are through referral or Google reviews. It has to be clear because this is already tricky for them. Mortgages is already tricky. They've already come to you because you specialize in it. Don't make them have to guess. Make it clear. The fact that you've said, this is when I'm available. This is what I charge. Nine times out of 10, the emails that I'm responding to, I've already answered in my auto reply. Yeah. Um, when I was on holiday last week, I came back to an email inquiry and the next email was all the documents ready and waiting for me to pick up yesterday. I earned 200 quid yesterday just from 50 pound fat fines and they were inquiries that came in whilst I was off I was earning whilst I was on holiday and I just feel so much better about that it's amazing Serena I want to wrap this one up because we could talk about this forever and I love it but um it's so good it's so good and I'm gonna go deep into this but I also want to make sure that I don't overwhelm brokers who listen to it because they will what this is is quite out of the box for many people mm -hmm. if people want to follow you they want to learn more about what you do where is the best place for them to go? Uh, so everything I post on Instagram feeds through to Facebook, but I don't even have the app downloaded. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, feel free. It's at the mortgage account. It's the only one worth looking um, at. <laughs> it's very, very good as well. It's very good. So I'd highly recommend people follow it. That's amazing, Serena. I'm going to run the outro out now, but thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'm sure, well, I've just been blown away with it. I love it. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Ash. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now.